All right, everyone, welcome back to season two. Season two of the Cause for Joy podcast. We are thrilled that you have tuned in to join us for yet another adventure. And my gosh, it is already the second season. Wow. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow. You guys were supposed to say glory forever, but that's... Oh, shoot, I forgot that. Yeah, that's whatever. We can try it again. We can try it again. Ready? Okay, I'll be ready. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. There you go. Dana, because I want to say now and forever, because that's that's like the Western thing. (laughs) That's the Western thing. That's an Eastern. Yeah, I know. Yeah, glory forever is Eastern. So many responses. And then there's praise be Jesus and Mary. Now and forever. Wait. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's that one, but then there's also... Oh, I don't know. There's there's just a lot of them. They're like, I mean, they're all good, right? Oh, absolutely. And even if you combine them, like, I mean, I don't think Jesus is going to, like, strike you with lightning or something like that. <sighs> Thank you, because I was, I was worried there. So that was good, good. But I do Thank enjoy, you. like, the whole glory to Jesus Christ, glory forever. You know, it's just... That's pretty sweet. Yeah, just simple. Mm-hmm. We, there's a lot we can learn from our Eastern Catholic brothers and sisters, you know? Amen. Breathing from both lungs. That's right. Uh, just a warm welcome to everyone. If you're a first-time listener or if you are a returning listener from season one, we are just, we're glad that you're joining us for this this beautiful season. Yeah, we, we took a couple of weeks off just to focus on Christmas and just being in the present moment. And we're, we'll share some of our joys and stuff. But uh, before we get to that, Mary-Kate's been like chomping at the bit to ask us a question here at the beginning. All so, right, so... New Year's Eve. Mm. Do you stay what about up? It? Do you stay up until midnight or not? Um. Well, I'm afraid to answer this question. You're afraid. <laughs> Do not be afraid, Emma. Especially since your bedtime is usually 8:30 p.m. Um. Well, I guess it's kind of embarrassing because I was a safe place. I I totally was asleep by 9:30. Okay, this is not a safe place anymore. Get out. <laughs> Come on. Not even for one night. I was at home alone. Like, I literally was. Could have put on Ryan Seacrest and partied with the whole nation in spirit. Okay, you could have watched it on YouTube. Uh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Well, next year. So I did year. not make it to midnight. But in the past, I used to stay up. We would go over to, like, family friends and have a party and such but then usually right after midnight i was like get me my bed i'm usually the same way i tend to go to bed on the earlier side but uh and new year's eve i was with a group of friends and we were all just kind of hanging out having some good conversation we were watching the um michigan game the football game mm. um hey they lost okay Boo. so you can oh good, good yeah good. you can relish in that <laughs> but uh i know it's too soon so we, we watched the game and then we had some good conversation and then everyone was getting tired. So they went to bed and like I went to bed and realized it was 1145. It's like, really? We couldn't just wait like 15 more minutes. So, so I just did, sat there. And I, was I was gonna say, did you stay up? Yeah, I sat there. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna read a book. So I read a book for like 15 minutes. I was like, oh, it's midnight. Okay. Happy New Year to me. Yep. And then went to bed. So <laughs> kind of a old sort of sad New Year's Eve. But uh, hey, live to see another year. There you go. There you go. Yep. I, I feel like I could go either way, you know, stay up, go to bed. It really depends. The first year that we were married, I was pregnant. And so I think I made it to midnight, but barely. The last two years we were over at Jason's parents' house. And so, yeah, we, we stay up until midnight and go to bed after. 
Man, just thinking about it makes me tired. It, it was very tiring, I have to admit. <laughs> I know. But it's yeah. once a year, so. That is true. I, my thing is I just wake up at, you know, 5.15 or so every morning. So by the time yeah. it gets to be like 8 o'clock, I'm holding my eyes open with like toothpicks or something like that. Mm. Not really, but. Good thing I, you have just, that, uh, that love for coffee. I'm sure it comes in handy. Those yeah, next let's days. not talk about how many cups of coffee I've had today. Oh, but we'll save that for uh, yeah another time. Yeah, I might. Yeah, we'll save it. There's no reason to uh, go down that path. <laughs> Dark path of moral depravity. I, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far, but fair enough. Yeah. So, anyways, well, <laughs> I think we may have broke Mary Kate now. <laughs> It's all right. We've got to be broken in. It's a new season. Oh, right? yeah. So anyways, well, since it's a new season and just like I mentioned, we took a couple of weeks off. We thought that it was uh, a, a good opportunity for us to share a little bit about what the Lord has been doing in our personal lives. We just had Christmas and we took a little bit of a break. And so each of us have different vocations as of right now and just different things going on. We know that all of you have different things going on in our, at different stages of your life. And so something that, as far as the scripture passage, that kind of came to mind as we were reflecting on this was Jesus, when he was at the Last Supper, you can read about this in John 13. So John chapter 13, Jesus says, do you realize what I have done for you? And what will he do for us in the future, right? In the spirit of Blessed Solanus Casey, we give thanks to God ahead of time. So we are mindful that he will be working ahead of time and in the future, to always be open to the graces of the Lord. So, uh, Mary-Kate, how has the Lord worked in your life over the past couple weeks in the Christmas season? God really gave Jason and I the grace to slow down. Life can get really busy when you're dealing with, you know, the kids and work and school and everything. Ironically, during a really busy time of the year, we were uh, able to just stay at home on Christmas. It was the first Christmas that we actually just stayed at home and didn't go to anyone's house um, the day of. Woke up, opened gifts with the kids and got to see their excitement. Well, Mary Tres's excitement. (laughs) The boys really had no idea what was going on. (laughs) I was going to say, did they, were they, you know, aware of something special going on? Something special going on or were they just... Just another day they just kind of like were <laughs> uh, so yeah um but mary trez was very excited with all of the gifts that she had received and yeah christmas day mary mother of god which is aka new year's day we we just stayed home relaxed we watched christmas movies cartoons that the kids had gotten for christmas we watched the kids play with their toys and just sat back and enjoyed the moment you know, committed these things to memory because our kids are only going to be this small right now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We enjoyed their littleness and their discovery of these new things and all of their joy. Like every morning, Mary Trez will ask me, will you put on the tree, 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 Aww. tree? Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll be sitting in her chair eating her pancakes and say, tree, tree. <laughs> and awesome. so it's, uh, it's just a really awesome joy to witness that. And also on Mary, Mother of God, I renewed my consecration to Our Lady. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was another special, special thing for me. There were moments where it was just Jason and I, where the kids might have been in bed and we were watching 
an old Christmas movie and it was just the lights of the tree on in the living room and we were having a cup of cocoa and we were able to just enjoy that moment with each other or maybe some family had the kids and we went out for a dinner date and just were able to enjoy this love that God has given us and this marriage that God has given us. He, he let us have that time to just slow down and take it all in, take the kids in, take each other in, and just really dwell on the fact that he loves us and we love our family. Mm. So it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Emma? Uh, I would have to say, so two words that kind of summarize the Christmas season for me would be slow and quiet. Uh, it was a different Christmas for me. So uh, as you know, like I, I don't live in Michigan, right? So my family is in Ohio and just for some circumstances and such, I, I didn't go home for Christmas. So I stayed in Michigan and was able to spend some time with uh, uh, over at a parishioner's house and um, it was just really beautiful, but it was a different rhythm. You know, it was a slower rhythm. It was quiet. I woke up Christmas morning and it was just like another morning, right? You know, but there was still a beauty in it as well, right? That it was just me. And in some regards, it was a bit uncomfortable too, because in the back of your mind, you know, well, I should be with family or this is a time of celebration with family. And so it was that reflection of, well, how uncomfortable was the Holy Family when they had to, you know, they were expecting to go to an inn when they ended up in like a cave, manger, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, right? And how uncomfortable was that, right? Or how uncomfortable would it be for them to have to pick up and flee to Egypt because Oof. of Herod, right? You know, and so just it allowed me to have that time to just reflect on the presence of the Holy Family in that uncomfortableness, but as well as just that slow being in the present moment right and so it was really it was really beautiful and just there were still many blessings um even spending time with the parishioners at their house and uh just experiencing like their christmas too you know and that each family truly is unique and that's the beauty of it right and reminding us that each of us in the body of christ were unique and there's a beauty there right and so I would, like I said, slow and uncomfortable, but also there was that quiet that I could wake up and just have that time with the Lord, you know, it was just myself. And was it Christmas day was like super warm out too, wasn't it? Or there was, was it Christmas day yeah. or was it Ridiculous. the day? Oh yeah, it was Christmas day because Christmas. I, I did, I did uh, go out for a walk, you know, too. I was like, wow. Like, and so there were just little things that I could do even for myself uh, before I, I did other things. So it was a different rhythm, but still very beautiful uh, as well. And, you know, if if you remember back in episode nine, right? So it was right before our, or was it eight? I can't remember. It was our episode the, of Christ the King, the week of Christ the King. So it might have been episode eight or nine. Uh, we talked about our New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. right, for the new church year. And mine was, one of mine, it was to rest and abide in Jesus Mm, more, right? right. But then we went into Advent, and this isn't really an excuse, but Advent was so busy, Mm. right? You work at a parish, you're a priest, it it just, things are insane. I mean, Mary-Kate knows I was like almost off the face of the earth. Yeah. I I was like (laughs) not responding to text messages for days on end. (laughs) Yeah, and so I was like, man, I'm really failing 
at this resolution, you know, that I made, right? I was, I felt kind of awful about myself, but then that Christmas morning, there was something there that just reminded me of, you don't have to do it every single day, right? But it's a way of being, right? Resting and abiding in Jesus is a way of being versus an action necessarily, right? And so that was a reminder just to, to, it's not a failure, right? That I haven't been a failure. I probably could have done better, right? But uh, that Christmas day was like that switch, you know, and that reminder that to rest and abide in Jesus is a, is a mode of being, to not get discouraged when it's crazy busy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say that that's uh, how my, the past couple of weeks have been. And uh, I also, I was able to spend a week in Wisconsin visiting with my aunt and uncle and cousins. And that was just, that was a, a blessing that I can't even put words to. That was a good way to end the Christmas season, the week of the epiphany, you know, leading up to the baptism of our Lord. So, yeah. What about were you, you, Father? Were you still oh, there when the, when the Packers lost to the Lions? No, I was back. It's crazy. Who did the Packers play that weekend? Uh, I don't The know. Vikings. They played the Vikings. That's who it was. Ooh, that's another rivalry, isn't it? Yes, yeah, and my mom likes the Vikings because she just likes the purple. Oh <laughs> I think my she, gosh. I, I really think it's because of the colors that she likes the Vikings. She may listen to this and then like get on my case that no, there's an actual reason that I like the Vikings. But <laughs> it makes for a better story. I mean, it does. It why does. ruin a good story with facts, right? Exactly. And yeah. so, yeah, we watched we watched the game, and by watched, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep on the, in the chair, mm. which isn't you know if it, like it's you did late. Why? Well, yeah, exactly. Full circle. But at least I wasn't watching Survivor. Fair enough. So progress. It was a yeah very grace filled holiday season for me, especially just anticipating my first Christmas as a priest and just being open and docile to whatever graces the Lord wanted to give me for that particular period. When I was able to look back and, and reflect on the graces, I think I could condense it into two words. The first one was Savior. The other one is solidarity. So the first one, so Christmas Eve, we had our two masses at the parish and the other priest who is at the parish I'm at, he had both of those masses. So I just had to con celebrate. So like in priest language, we call that flower potting where you don't really have to do anything as a con celebrant. You just get to like sit there like a flower pot, you know? So it, it helps because it helps you like enter more prayerfully into the mass because you're not worried about like all the different things going on and um, what your homily is. You can just sit there and receive and just be part of, be part of the action. And uh, so when I was there con celebrating and I was listening to the readings, I couldn't help but notice that like several times in the readings for the Christmas Eve mass, the word savior comes up talking about the savior is going to come was like what the prophet was talking about. And then when Jesus shows up and the angels are declaring that the Savior has come, that word Savior was sticking out to me. And for some reason, as I heard that word being read at Mass, there was just this deep sense of relief. I think it's because, you know, I, I've, I've shared this before, that I have a sign on the door of my chapel in my rectory and in my offices that says there's only one Savior and it's not you. So be humble and be free, right? It's humbling because it's like, okay, I'm not the Savior, right? But it's also freeing because we all experience this. I mean, we we feel the weight of things that 
people around us are carrying and we want to be able to help, but then we can feel so little and powerless. Like, how am I supposed to bring about like a significant amount of change to this situation or to this family or whatever the case may be? And so to just hear the good news that the Savior has come and that the Savior will be coming again at the end of time, again, was just that sense of relief. And it was a reminder to me, okay, Kevin, like, you're not supposed to be the Savior, so don't have that weight on you. Like, you're the mediator for the Savior. So it's like, bring people to Jesus, bring him to the Savior. So it was a good renewal of my identity as a priest for all of us, really. But that was just my particular understanding of, of that word and how I prayed with it. The other, the other word, solidarity, it's kind of a similar theme because throughout Advent, I was reflecting on just how poor God made himself when he became man just thinking of how he could have saved us any number of ways. If he wanted to, he could have just snapped his fingers and made everything okay. But the whole imagery of the incarnation and of the Paschal mystery, right, the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus shows just how deep Jesus is willing to go into just the mess of our fallen human condition. He's born of this poor, humble family in these poor circumstances. And then you see in the... Uh, Paschal mystery, again, the suffering death of Jesus, how he goes just even lower and lower, identifying in solidarity with like the most deep and intense uh, suffering that we can go through, alienation from God that we can feel. He takes all that upon himself to be in solidarity with us. And, you know, Jesus is Lord. He's the second person of the Trinity, but he's also our brother, right? Mm. And so just thinking about Jesus as our brother in solidarity with us was just a beautiful thing to think about and it was helpful for me, again, as a priest, going back to this theme of realizing what so many people around me are going through and just my heart to be in solidarity with them because I don't have the magic answer. I can't just take all their problems away, but I can at least be with them, right? And I felt like Jesus in the incarnation is showing his solidarity with us. Like, I am going to save you. I am going to bring about a restoration to the cosmos, but first, like, let me just be with you in what you're going through, and then we can bring about transformation from this place. So, yeah, those were two words that really spoke to me in the holiday season, graces of being able to journey with friends and family members in the holiday season, just reflecting on Jesus's solidarity with us and the fact that he is Savior and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful, and it's a good reminder now that we're in ordinary time, you know, that Jesus is with us. You know, let me be with you in the ordinary to then allow transformation. Yeah, you know, the yeah. transformation is still happening even though we're in the ordinary, you know. Oh, for sure. Trying to find, like, we find Jesus in the ordinary, in the mess, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't have to wait for the specific liturgical seasons to find him, yeah. but that he's always with us. And just getting back to your guys' grace, God is not, so to speak, present in the past. He's not present in the future, like, He's present right here, right now, in reality, in the present. Mm -hmm. Like you guys were both saying about like identifying God in the present moment. Mm -hmm. That's so important for us to be reminded of. Right. And I think just with how the world is right now, I think it's hard to remember that, you know, in the midst of the sickness, in the midst of the fatigue, in the midst of everything else that's happening, you know, maybe it's even in the midst of switching back to virtual things, whatever that Jesus is still there. He's still present and he's still saying, well, let me, let me, let me touch that. Right. Let me, 
take care of that. Let me heal that or let me transform that or let me multiply that. Let me bless it, right? Mm-hmm. That he's still there and uh, he's, he's never going to leave, right? Mm-hmm. And that he wants to be there. It's not that he doesn't show up. He always shows up. It's our hearts that close him off, right? That keep him at a distance. And so, yeah, that was beautiful. That's just what I kept thinking of as you were sharing that, that he's, he's there. Right. Yeah. Even when it doesn't feel like it. Right, yeah. Comes in the mess, even when he doesn't feel like it, yeah. And uh, it's a good thing our faith isn't based on feelings alone, right? Right, right, for sure. We'd be in a whole different world if that were the case, you know. Feelings are good, but they can't run the show. Exactly, exactly. So, wow. Well, thank you both for sharing uh, just how the Lord's been working over the past few weeks and maybe even in just some of the things like looking forward to the future and how he's already started to transform all of our hearts. And so we encourage you just maybe spend some time reflecting if you haven't already done so over the past Christmas season and even the the past couple of weeks of ordinary time here. And how has the Lord blessed your life, right? How has he blessed it? And spend some time thanking him for that, but then also thank him for what he will do in the future, right? And uh, so, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, since it's the first episode of uh, season two here, we want to take a little bit of time and just unfold what this season will look like a little bit. Uh, You know, last season, we really talked about what was the meaning of the podcast? You know, where did it come from? What does the name mean? What does the logo mean, right? We talked about the saints. We talked about ordering our desires, right? How do we order our desires to to order them to Jesus, right? And how everything kind of falls into place, right? Talked about happiness, the difference between happiness and joy. We introduced a, a co-host once she got healed up. Hey, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, and after she, you know, birthed twins. Um, and so... Kind of a big deal. Right. Just a little bit of a big deal. I mean, yeah. They're people. Yeah. They're tiny humans. With immortal souls. Whoa. Yeah, when you think about the fact that I am responsible for these two immortal souls. It's uh, three, dear. You have three kids. Well, yeah, but we just were discussing. Okay. Them, so. I'm just making sure that you weren't forgetting Mary Tress. How can I forget her? Mm. Believe me, she makes sure I don't. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's sobering when it's like, oh, man, I'm responsible for these. Mm. Right. These little ones. I got to yeah. get them to heaven. Well, yeah. That's you why you got the sacrament of marriage. Too. It's a uh, it's a team effort, right? Nobody does it alone. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. So, but yeah, so we we, we talked about that. We also talked uh, masculine and feminine genius. We had uh, Mary Kate's husband Jason on with, uh, with Father talking about the masculine genius, and then Mary Kate and I dove into the feminine genius, and then. Uh, we also talked about the liturgy. We kind of broke open what is the liturgy from like a bird's eye view, right? And then we had our Advent season or Advent series uh, where we had different guests on. And so this season, we're going to go deeper. But as we go deeper, our focus, really the, the tagline for this season that's been put out on like our planning sheets and things like that is a joyful Eucharistic witness, and so, I mean, this is the the Cause for Joy podcast, right? So we're reminded that we are joyful missionary disciples, right? But we are fueled by the Eucharist and we are called to give witness to how the Lord has been working in our lives and how the Lord can work in the lives of others, right? Amen. And because when we share our testimony, when we share how the Lord has worked in our lives, 
it increases the faith of others. Like that is, that's what happens, right? And that's why when we read in Revelation 12, 11, they conquered him, they conquered Satan, the evil one, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of someone's testimony has the power to defeat Satan, right? Because why? It increases their faith. And when somebody's faith in God increases, Satan shudders and he flees. Because just the name of Jesus has the power, just the name Jesus has the power to send the devil running. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that. And so when we share our witness, when we share testimony, and we speak that name of Jesus with boldness and with, with the pride the good kind of pride, right? Mm-hmm. We boast in the name of Jesus. St. Paul tells us, you know, when I boast, I will boast in the Lord. He will only boast in the Lord. And when we do that, uh, Satan runs, right? And so, and it builds up the body of Christ even stronger. And so this season, we are going to focus on being joyful missionary disciples, rooted and grounded in the Eucharist, rooted and grounded in the sacraments. And we are going to share uh, that joy with you Right, And we're going to have more people on the show sharing their testimony, sharing their witness, how the Lord has worked in their lives. Uh, We're going to spend time talking about some of the sacraments, really kind of diving into what are some of the sacraments, right? We probably won't get to all of them this season because we want to get to other topics, but how does the Lord work through the sacraments? How does he heal through the sacraments? We'll dive even deeper into the liturgy, right? Talking about not only just the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and not just the rituals, you know, the, the sacraments and such, but the, how the, the liturgy is a way of being, right? That it's a habitus, that it's a way, that it's something that we enter into through our baptism. And how do we allow that to transform our lives, right? So we'll talk about that. We'll dive deeper into this liturgical life, which is truly the wellspring of worship. It's the river of life that flows from the Father's heart to nourish us and to give us life, which is through the Spirit. So we'll talk about that, and uh, we'll talk have topics of like faith and science, right? We'll bring this up, right? Or how do we have faith in the workplace? So we'll touch on all of these different topics, but it's ultimately pointing back to how do we live as joyful disciples, joyful missionary disciples that's focused on the Eucharist. And this goes in conjunction with the Eucharistic revival that the church is really uh, focusing on, especially here in the United States, right? Like how are we allowing the Eucharist to just nourish us, nourish us so much that we can't help but go out and, and proclaim the, the power of the Eucharist, right? And I keep going back to St. Clair of Assisi, who's my, my confirmation saint, and she knew the power of the Eucharist because when the army was coming in to take over the city, what did she do? She held a monstrance up with the Blessed Sacrament. Come on. And the enemies fled, right? She knew the power. And please, God, please, God, may we too recognize the power of the Eucharist like she did, right? And may she and all of the other saints be powerful witnesses to us, right, on, on the Eucharist and how the Eucharist radically can transform our lives, right? And so that's just some of the the stuff that we've been talking about, that we've been praying about as far as what this season is going to be looking like. And we're thrilled, right? I don't know if either one of you wanted to share 
your thoughts on this upcoming season or just uh, what you're hoping for and or what you're excited about and, and what the Lord will do. You know, again, like you said, last season we were still getting our feet wet and learning how does this even work and how did the microphones and the, <laughs> you know, headphones all work together and, you know, we were starting to get into a rhythm and, yeah, I think now we've had the practice, we've had the opportunities to learn as we go how this whole podcast thing works and we've been able to grow in a friendship as well over this time. So I think our, our conversations are going to be coming a little bit more maybe naturally, organically as as it comes as the fruit of our friendship and in our continued uh, desire to remain rooted in the Lord and our friendship with Jesus and how these things are the fruits of our prayer. So yeah, I think we had a we had a good season one. It was a good kind of learning curve for all of us. And I think we can continue to take that same joy and enthusiasm that launched us into season one into this next season with particularly this focus that you were mentioning on the joyful Eucharistic witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to agree. I'm, I'm really excited to see where the Lord takes us. And I think it's interesting to note that we started off this season two before we recorded anything. We, we, you know, we were planning for joyful Eucharistic witness, and we started it off with our planning meeting with adoration. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we did. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think I really got to pray. During that adoration, <laughs> tell <laughs> us you got a hail mary in. How, I got I a know, hail mary. Did you even get a hail mary in? I think I think I did. How were your kids during adoration that night? They were. Well, the boys were hungry, <laughs> <laughs> so Jason was feeding the boys, and then there was there was a hail mary moment where I brought Mary Trez up, you know, in front of the monster. Oh, that is true. Yeah, you did do that. Um, that was and I and I prayed with her. Uh, she pointed at Father and said Jesus, and I was like, oh, I no. Of not, I mean, yeah. maybe sometimes <laughs> there's something there, there's something, but, yeah. but, but not like that's actually. Father Kim. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the savior. Nope. Right. Uh, so be humble and be free. Amen. Exactly. What was it? Is it be humble and free? It is. Indeed. Yep. There we go. Yeah. But even though, I mean, I, I didn't really get, because I just had to keep taking my daughter out. Um, even though I didn't really get time to pray, I was in his presence. Hmm. And that has graces in itself and he was with me as I was struggling to keep her under control and he was there with me and that's that's the important part and I know you guys enjoyed you know having that moment of adoration with with our Lord and so I think it was really important that yeah we started out this season adoring Mm -hmm. and I think throughout this season we just encourage our listeners to adore whether you're actually in his presence in the Eucharist or whether you're at home having your own little holy hour, or your own little holy half hour or five minutes, whatever it might be, adore mm-hmm. and whatever that looks like for you. Right. Well, and as St. Elizabeth of the Trinity reminds us, you know, upon our baptism, we have the fullness of the Trinity dwelling with inside of us. And we can always, at any time of the day or night, visit him in the tabernacle of our heart. Right, I, we can always visit him in the tabernacle of our heart because he dwells within us. Right, it's the indwelling of the Trinity, and I always I I led a meditation with high school kids a couple of years ago, and I I said just you know I invite you to all close your eyes and imagine that there's you're in a church right, and there's an altar, 
It could be this very ornate and, and beautiful altar, or it could be just plain and simple, right? And then imagine that there's candles, again, could be gold candlesticks, or maybe they're just, maybe they're plain, right? Maybe they're wooden, you know, wooden bases, and then the candle or whatever, and then there's a monstrance, and it can be as beautiful or as simple as you would like it to be, but within the monstrance, there's Jesus, right? And it's just, it's a, it's a method of kind of recollecting your inner interior self, right? Your inner soul to focus then on Jesus that's there, right? And to have that time with him. So if you're struggling, you know, in your home or whatever to like, well, you know, Jesus isn't here. Well, no, he, he is in, in your heart and the tabernacle or the monstrance of your soul that he's there. And so to have that Eucharistic focus. So, but yeah. I love adoring Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, if you can't tell. Oh, it's love pretty adoration. neat. It's awesome. Yes, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, one of the things that we do with the, with Mary Trez is right before she goes to bed, we do our night prayers, and then she has a crucifix in her room, and she goes to the crucifix, and she kisses Jesus' feet mm. before she goes to bed. And so that's how you can teach your kids adoration, you know, for their small minds. And we can do the same thing. All we have to do is imagine ourselves at the feet of Jesus and kiss his feet. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what adoration and that's what being a joyful witness is all about. Yep. It is. It's, it's sitting at his feet yeah. and just being with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I think we probably will transition into our one joys. So mm-hmm. who wants to go first? Nose goes, dang it. Oh, man. I called it and I didn't even touch my nose. <laughs> How does that even work? Okay. Yeah, if you call it, you got to be like here. Yeah. You gotta be like, there should be no reason why you lose. Maybe I should uh, rehydrate with some sparkling water. There you go. That'll help. At least you got some alert. a good flavor today. Yes. None of that. I appreciate what, it. What was the last flavor we had? Great. I th- mango grapefruit. No, I don't. I don't know what the last flavor was because I didn't drink any. But that time that Coward. I <laughs> I was scarred from the pink grapefruit. Oh, okay. Anyways. Right. Anyways, one joy. One joy. So Here we go. I help out at a uh, pre-K through eight school, and one of the things that I just initiated was offering intercessory prayer for the kids and the staff every Friday morning before school starts. If they're just chilling in the gym, waiting for the bell to ring to be able to go to class, I'm there available to offer intercessory prayer. So we had that first opportunity this past week and it went really well there was a number of kids who came and asked for prayers for things and it I just uh, it really helped me to feel like a spiritual father because not only was I you know praying for these kids lifting them up to the Lord but I told them when I was when I was teaching them about it before I offered it I said this is something you guys can do like you don't have to be a priest to pray with someone so mm-hmm. anytime someone comes to you and they says hey I, I need prayers for something you can say yeah I'll, I'll pray for you but can I pray with you right now and I want to model that by, by doing that with the, the prayer station, I call it. So it was a good uh, first go around, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the school year being able to offer that for the kids. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, I guess. Oh, you didn't call Sneaky. it. You just did it. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm going. Uh, so uh, my one joy, I mentioned it earlier. I uh, visited with my aunt, uncle, and two cousins in Wisconsin for a week and just... It was such a blessed time. Like, it was just, 
it was a perfect amount of time of, you know, we visited, we had good conversation, we laughed a lot and enjoyed each other's company, just being in the present moment. I had some time to get some work done, had time for prayer. So it was just overall, it was just a beautiful week to, to get away and to just, you know, it was like when I showed up at the airports, when I got there, my aunt was like, I, I can't believe you're here. And it was, it was like, yeah, uh, I, I guess I am. Like, it just, because I just did it, you know. And so it was just a really beautiful time. And it's always hard to leave. Always, always such a hard time to leave. But it's a blessing, you know, and it makes us look forward and long for the next time that we're together. So, yeah, that's my one joy. Sweet. Now you have to go. Over the holidays, Jason and I got to have a date night, courtesy of my brother Steve and his wife Jamie. Awesome. We dropped the kids off at their house so they could, you know, watch them. And we went to Olive Garden, enjoyed a delicious meal. It was phenomenal and something that we really didn't realize we needed because we don't get mm. to go on date nights very often. But it was absolutely amazing. So my one joy is date nights. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Cool. Well, everyone, we are thrilled. We are so excited to finally begin this journey for season two. We look forward to the next season. Just a couple of things. If you are not aware, you can download or listen to us on SoundCloud. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. And we are going out on a new endeavor uh, with YouTube. So we will have the audio. We, so we are not doing video. So like you're not going to go to YouTube and actually see what we look like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> secret. Like, but you will have the audio. Uh, and so you'll be able to listen to it on YouTube uh, as well. And eventually uh, some of the things that we want to kind of do is potentially do short reflection videos. They wouldn't be full episodes, but potentially short uh, reflection videos, kind of like what Father Kevin did during Advent for Gaudete Sunday. And so something like that, we would have a video format to put it on YouTube as well. We've got those different platforms and ways that you can listen to us. You can also email us if there's something that you would like us to discuss, whether it be in a full episode or just something that maybe we bring up within an episode with another topic kind of thing, feel free to email us at causeforjoy.official at gmail.com. Feel free to email us. We're on Facebook. Give us a like on Facebook. Share us with your friends. Just please pray for us. Know that we pray for you. I know I offer my mass intention several times for the listeners of and the, and the team for the community. So please pray for us. Know that we pray for you. And Father, would you close us out in a prayer? Sure. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, as we venture into the deep of this new season of whatever it is that we're going through in our life, we just ask that you would give us the grace to be grounded in the present moment where you are. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you at all times. And may this podcast give you and the Father and the Holy Spirit glory as we pray together. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is Jesus now, and never shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. The Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Till next week, have fun. See you, everybody. Peace.